Three. You're good. Two. One. Welcome to the podcast. You're listening to the Canes Country Podcast with Brett Finger, Justin Lape, and Kyle Morton. Welcome to the podcast. It's been a while. It's been like uh, like a month, at least a month now. I feel like yes, yeah. We've been we uh, we wrapped up our season and uh, kind of you know laid out a game plan for how we thought the off season was going to go. And Brett, in your estimate, how has it gone so far? We're wrong so far. Well, look, I. <laughs> That's a good question. Because it's, it's 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 not an easy answer. I don't think. Um, no, it it is not an easy. By answer. By the way, um, it's just me and Justin this week. Uh, Kyle can make it this week. Just by the way, um, in case yes, you didn't he's notice. he's not just he's not just being quiet. No, he's that's not Kyle. Quiet. He's he's not usually very quiet. Um, he's usually telling me how uh, my predictions are bad. Um, also, also uh, a big announcement. Kyle did get a job that I feel like we should we should shout him out for. Yeah. He's joined OT. Capital Broadcasting Company. He's doing high school OT for WRAL, so he'll be like covering high school sports. So we're very proud of him. He's he's a hard worker, and we're glad he got he got the gig. So shout out yeah. to Kyle. Um, he's a big lacrosse fan, and he was covering lacrosse last night. Yeah, he's a he's our resident lacrosse expert now. We're um, we're gonna ask him about um who we should put our money on in terms of lacrosse game uh, and next thing you know lacrosse. oh oh high school okay. yeah yeah that's not uh, yeah we're not yeah, we're we not can't. gonna bet we're not allowed to bet on that are we no, uh, no. i'm sure there are ways around the rules but um, <laughs> we're not gonna talk about that on the podcast Please. okay we'll talk about that later but um so with with as i said mm-hmm. with how things have gone so far the Carolina Hurricanes have officially named Rod Brindamore head coach. Um, and then Don Waddell was named general manager. But we also got the second overall pick in the process. So that's not that's not anything to shake your head at either. So, in your estimate, how has this offseason gone? I have a tough time coming up with an answer because I'm not even sure how I really feel. Um, I guess we'll start um, with... The whole general manager search. Um, Don Waddell ultimately got the job, and from what it sounds like, it's pretty much been his job since the draft lottery. Um, the second overall pick uh, definitely helped Don Waddell come to terms with being an NHL general manager again. I uh, can't blame him. I think I would probably be in the same boat. But, um, I guess I think the problem that I have with all of this is the unnecessary drama and the unnecessary uh, media circus that's been around this team uh, for for the past few months. Um, it seems like everything gets leaked out to the media, and the media does what they want with it. They put a thousand different spins on it, and um, just for us to to end up here. I mean, they they said a few months ago that Don Waddell was not going to be the general manager. Um, and now he's the general manager, uh, you know, Don Waddell came in and said that he's going to change things up, I guess. Um, and he promoted two in-house employees. Now that I'm not saying that I don't like Waddell or Brenda Moore, um, for starters, 
I don't think, and I think they pretty much confirmed this in the press conference. I don't think Don Waddell is going to be a traditional general manager in that he's like the buck stops with him. Uh, it's I think it's going to be a GM by committee. I've kind of been thinking that's the way it was going to go for a couple of weeks now. With him, uh, Eric Tolsky, Paul Kropelka, Mike Volucci, presumably, um, uh, Ricky Olchek, uh, and of course Rick Dudley, who has been hired since we, we last talked as a uh, assistant general manager. He's very experienced, so I think it's going to be more of a brain trust as like as it pertains to the general manager position with Tom Dundon overlooking it. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess we'll start talking about the general manager first since we probably have a lot more to talk about with the, with the head coaching, but I, I, I'm all right with the, with the decision. Uh, I'm just kind of bothered as to how we got here. I think some of the things that happened um, since Ron Francis was, kicked out pretty much uh on march 7th or something uh early march when he was removed from his role as general manager and as we've come to find out pretty much kicked out of the arena um yeah i i think there are a lot of things that have happened over the past few months that didn't need to happen uh there has been a lot of drama a lot of media circus around this team and it's it just hasn't been you know, that didn't need to happen in my opinion. So that's just how I, how I look at it. So from a GM standpoint, as you said, it has been a media circus. Um, the PR behind it has, has kind of gone a little bit twisty turvy. Um, they, you know, they interviewed a few people. They said that they couldn't come to an agreement or some stepped out of consideration more or less. Um, that, that is, that kind of got sloppy. I think without a doubt, um, and it made it made the organization look bad to just go around and go ahead and promote from within. Now I agree; it probably the buck won't stop with Waddell. Um, it will be a GM by committee, and something you and I and Kyle discussed this week was um, Eric Tolsky's role in 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 this and how it plays into this. You know, you got Dubis or possibly Mark Hunter being promoted to. Toronto general manager with Lou Lamoureux stepping down. So analytics is is still pushing its way to the forefront, and that is can be seen with Chaka out in Arizona. Um, and, I re- think, and, and really what Carolina's doing is very similar. I think they're trying to replicate what Toronto's doing, for what it's worth. And they have a model that looks to be going on the up. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I'll be frank with you. I'm not too familiar with Dudley and his role. Um, Kropelka was a guy who he worked in the AHL for a while um, and was a, as well an and was an agent um, and and has had contact or has been a representative in the or group which um, players like Jordan Stahl, Cam Ward, Jeff Skinner are all a part of including players like Aaron Ekblad and Connor McDavid. I think Noah Hannafin as well is a Noah Hannafin. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, so I, I think that yeah the committee or the GM by committee thing is is probably going to be more reasonable, and I think Tom Dundon will also have a big role in this as well. I don't think it's just going to be the guys in the front office. I I don't think he's going to be completely hands off, uh, especially in the early go. And you know, 
it, it's been interesting because he's been pretty hands-on since he got here. Um, I, I don't think that this – I think people are expecting, okay, now with a general manager or with a head coach now fully set that Dundon's is going to slink away. I don't mm-hmm. think that's the case. I think he still has – at least in year one, completely underneath him, because you know he kind of was mid-season this year. Um, in year one, completely underneath him, I don't think. I think he'll be a huge player in a lot of the personnel decisions. I think he will be at every free agent meeting or or contract extension meeting with players like Noah Hannafin or Elias Lindholm. Um, so I, I don't think that Tom Dundon completely steps out of uh, a you know a Mark Cuban style role until. Um, you know, he can see the feet are set on this organization, which they've been knocked down. They have. Um, and and I, I have mixed feelings about that. Um, one side of it, it's his investment. He has every right, quite honestly, to to be around this team and to have his finger on the pulse of everything. He is the one who spent $550 million or is in the process of doing so. Um, so yeah, it's, it's his investment. It's his thing. Uh, it's his toy. He can play with it however he wants, uh, technically, as long as it's within the rules. But, um, I think there's, there's a, there's an argument there, uh, a legitimate one that is concerned about his lack of knowledge for the game, his lack of experience in the game, or even owning a hockey team or any sports team for that matter. Um, and I know we, we've talked about this before and we'll talk about it again. I know for a fact, um, you know, how, how, how much is he going to insert his opinion on things when he is going to be the less or the least qualified person in the room to be giving his opinion on it? Um, I, I I would hope that he, you know, uh, takes a secondary role in that. I think, quite honestly, he uh, he's probably learned a lot from his first, what is this now, four months of being an owner. Um, I think he's learned that the way he went about the GM search was the wrong way to do it. Um, I think that, you know be it now or you know or going forward he's going to continue to learn things about this job that i don't think he knew entering it so for me it's about for a lot of these things i'm willing to give him a pass because i realize that he is an owner um i realize that he wants to do things differently i've come to terms with that and um i'm willing to give him a pass as long as he's learning from this um you know, we'll talk about Brendan Moore's hiring in, 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 a, in a little bit, but, you know, I, I just, I hope that he knows his place, so to speak, um, in all of this. Uh, I think he will. I, I, I'm not as concerned as a lot of people are, but I know that that's a, that's a concern from a lot of people. Like, what does this guy know? Why is he going to be making the decision on how much money they're going to give Noah Hannafin or what free agent to get? I think it's. It, I I don't think it's gonna be like that, but it's worth noting, I guess. True. Um, I agree. Uh, but I think what Tom Dundon has been able to assess so far was that the team had become stagnant, um, and change was needed. Now it was promotion from within. 
Um, but bringing in a few of those guys like Dudley and Kropelka, um, it, it gives a little bit of a fresh mindset. Dunnan's approach is way different than anything that hockey has seen recently. Um, he's a little bit, you know, brutish with how he approaches it, and he just says what's on his mind, and he sometimes speaks in hyperbole. Um, but ultimately, he's 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 definitely. Yeah, we'll we'll get to some hyperbole quotes he said uh, at the press conference, but um, he's he's different, and he is different. I'll I'll t- you yeah. know what I I'm not an apologist for him. He has said some crazy things, but Stupid I'll take things. it. Yeah. I'll take a, a wallet full and a guy that wants to make a team better over one that had his hands off the team for a while and his pockets were running empty. Um. You know, Carmanos was a guy who didn't really get in front of media. You'd hear from him once, um, once in the off season, and then once right before the season would start. And then you well, didn't sometimes. Hear from him. Well, sometimes he would give uh, his off the wall crazy quotes at random times, and one yeah, day you just so, wake up to this quote that you would never have expected. He was yeah, very so, unpredictable. Exactly. So let's let's not act like Dundon <laughs> is completely unpredictable because we can go back and pull up some Carmano's quotes that were he's, he's predictable. Way off. He's predictable for as an unpredictable person. Yes, he his his unpredictability was predictable. Yes. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. But I, I, you know, what? I'll take Dundon's approach to it, and and adding the you know, two outside guys, but keeping Tolsky in the loop, which I think is very valuable in this day and age with analytics and you know, but now with Rod Brindamore at the forefront, he played a different kind of hockey back in, you know, 2006 and in 2009, 1954 like when he 19, played. Yes. 1954 when he was born, he was playing since then. Yes. Um, but what's he, no, he wasn't born in 54. No, that would make no, him probably 70. Not. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, that guy hasn't aged. He's only 47. His nose is still very large, as are his biceps. He could beat up anyone on that Hurricanes team. Yeah, so if it's a Patrick Waugh style of, of yelling at people through the glass, I'm, I'm pretty sure I I'll want I want a I want a running list of NHL head coaches uh, and, and their physical shape, and I think that Rod Brindamore would probably be near the top. So if if he if had Rod... to push down a pan of a pane of glass a pan a frying pan full of glass he could push it down and get to the other side to fight uh, a head coach like patrick <laughs> Waugh did and now he's yeah. fired so i guess we'll see how that works out so yeah we'll, we'll see but um you know so going back to my point uh with tolsky you know you hope that what he brings to the table he's able to tie in with brenda moore and brenda moore is able to listen um, because with one thing we'll give Bill Peters is he, he did, he was always open to hearing it and then making adjustments to the people he had as well. So, um, except for when you know, it came to calling up, uh, the AHL's goal leader. Yeah. Yeah. That, and, that, one, hurts. It, that one hurts. And, and you make a good point, but, or not, but not, this isn't in, uh, in opposition to you. Um, what's a good, what one good thing he did say, Brendan Moore is, I don't remember if this was before the press conference, um, uh, in small talk, or uh, if it was during the press conference, but I, I remember somebody reporting it and saying that he he's very aware of how the game is played today, and he knows that this team has to play a modern game. Uh, it's not gritty and, and tough and big like it was in his career at times, 
Um, it's fast. It's young. It's it's skill. It's and, and it's a lot of things that the Hurricanes have right now. And I, if he realizes that and is willing to to play the game the way it has to be played, um, I think that's great. And 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 another thing that that I'm 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 positive about with Brendan Moore is one of his quotes were kind of concerning in that um he or Don or Tom Dundon said that it's not really about strategy to him I th- I think people are going to take that out of context as well um I think Brendan Moore is going to be a guy who he said that there will be system changes and all that but one thing I'm excited about is it sounds like he's willing to let his players play um, I, I think he's prepared and he watched Bill Peters trap players in boxes that they should have been in. Uh, Derek Ryan should not have been a second line center. Jeff Skinner shouldn't have been a two way player or a two way forward. Um, I think he's prepared to allow his players to, to play the way that they should play and the way that they are most effective. Um, as long as they're giving him the maximum effort, as long as they are giving him what he needs um, I, I think that he'll allow those players to play the way that he that they need to play. Um, like Skinner, I don't think he's gonna make Skinner be a, you know, very honest two way player. Um, would it be cool if he was? Sure, um, but he's really not. And I think we've seen that the past few years. You can't rely on Jeff Skinner to be a two way player. You have to rely on him to be a thirty goal scorer. And however the Canes can get that out of him, I, I you know, that's going to be the best way to go about it. And I think Brendan Moore is going to do that. Um, that's one thing I'm excited about with Brendan Moore. I, I think he's more open to letting the creativity of players come out because that's, I mean, if you're not doing that, um, especially with a young team like this, you're, you're not going to be very good. We saw what happens when a young team full of skill, uh, you know, is is kind of being strictly coached in a sense. I think there's a mixture of both for sure. Like, you can't just forget about defense, but I think the creativity that Brendan Moore will allow in his system um, will hopefully bring some pretty good results and fun hockey to watch. Um, going back to maximum effort, did you uh, are are you quoting Deadpool? Are you excited for the movie or or? <laughs> I am excited. <laughs> I am excited for the movie actually. <laughs> I'm kidding. But um, no, I think, you know, I'm not all in on this, obviously. And I, I think we're we're both pretty apprehensive about these moves. I still um, want Volucci. Mike, yeah. where are you? I, He's I, coaching I, in the chart. Yeah. Um, so but I think the one thing Brynn Moore does have going with going for him is that he has been an assistant for the past few years and has been with this core. So he understands this core and their weaknesses and strengths and how Bill Peters handled them. Versus what he can do to make them better or to get the most out of them. Like you said with Jeff Skinner, it was often Bill Peters wanted to make him into a two-way center. He knows that Jeff Skinner is not a two-way player. He's he's literally a sniper. He scores. He just shoots. Um, you can't ask him to block shots. You can't ask him to do that. Though, uh, if, I, uh, if he steps out of a shooting lane, uh, I think Robert Moore will uh, assault him. That's... That's the vibe that he gave off. If somebody steps out of a shooting lane, to use his words, he 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 won't let him get away with it. You better stay nope. in that shooting lane. You better not no. leave. That's yeah, what he if, said. If you, 
he'll 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 ban you. Next thing you know, you'll be in the ECHL. So he'll he'll beat you up on the bench. It'll be a brawl. So pretty terrifying. Don't get out of that shooting lane. Um, but with with Brendan Moore's promotion, it leaves a gap in assistant coaching. Um, uh, the candidate we as a group, you, me, and Kyle, collectively kind of agreed on, if anyone was to be promoted internal, was Mike Vellucci. Um, he has done wonders with the Charlotte Checkers um, this year. A guy that I dealt with in Charlotte, and he's he's great with media. He's he's a good guy. He definitely knows what he's talking about, he and he utilizes he utilizes his players well, and he has a resume with young players, which is basically going to be what all this team consists of. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that Mike Vellucci gets the call up to be the assistant coach, or would he accept that role? Um, for starters, I think I think there are going to be teams calling him. I don't know why there wouldn't be. Um, McKenzie reported a few weeks ago, maybe a month or two ago at this point, time is weird. Um, it's tough to keep track of sometimes. But um, McKenzie reported that Mike Vellucci was more interested in being a coach long-term than an executive. That's That's part of the reason why I thought that uh, he would he would get the job. Um, I I was expecting them to just wait for Charlotte's playoff run to end, which it, it might against Lehigh. They're down two one. They played very poorly in game three. Um, to answer your question, would he be a fit in 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 a role that kind of you know specifically took on the offensive part of the game and you know how how he wants his team to play in the offensive zone? Uh, I I think he could he could be a good fit in that role um from the sounds of it it sounds like steve smith is staying because and mike bales for that matter which i'm okay with steve smith had three really good years at that defense um and mike bales is a very proven goalie coach i mean he won two cups uh you have to be decent at coaching usually for that to happen i think those two are going to stay and to answer your volucci question i think he'd be a fit but Part of me also wants to see him stay down there because the Checkers have had 17 coaches in the past two years, and maybe that's hyperbole, but I think... Okay, Tom Dundon, calm down. I didn't know I was talking to you. (laughs) No, but um, I think think there's value in having Volucci staying in Charlotte and coaching that group again, Uh, just to add some consistency and stability. I think there are going to be a lot of players up in Raleigh next year. Uh, Valentin Zikoff, maybe Warren Fogle, um, and others. But there's also going to be a lot of guys returning down there next year. So I think there there is value in keeping some consistency down there and having the players know what to expect and, and hopefully build on the success that they had this year because they were the best offensive team in the AHL this past year. They were great. Um, and I think hopefully Volucci and Brindamore on the, are on the same page with what they want to do. Um and and really, I guess my 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 biggest hope here is that, of course, we don't know about the ins and outs of these negotiations and and discussions for the head coach job. I hope that Volucci isn't a guy that you're going to lose because you didn't give him the NHL job. Um, I hope he stays in the organization. I think he has a long track record, and I think he's one of the smartest people uh, in that organization. So I hope he sticks around, and I hope that. Uh, be it as a an assistant in Raleigh or a head coach in Charlotte, I hope he sticks around. And, and part of me kind of hopes he stays in Charlotte just to, you know, add some consistency, build that culture of winning in Charlotte. So, 
Yeah, uh, and he's definitely built it so far. They improved in double-digit wins, actually. Yeah. So um, they they have you know goal scoring's up. Um, Nadelkovic is playing better. I mean, it it would be great for Lucci to stay in that role, but it's just yeah. How will the Canes fill that assistant coach role? Um, and and you know with with the front office changes, you know, does Vellucci stay assistant general manager? You know, it, 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 things get a little bit twisted, especially if it's by committee. Um, where does Vellucci think he fits in that? Uh, will be something that has to be answered. But yeah, definitely uh, the growth of Charlotte um, and his effect with young players. Um, you know, it could be valuable in Raleigh, but it's just as valuable in Charlotte with um, some of the prospects they're going to be adding. You got people like. Uh, Tolchinsky and Miller on their way out, but you yeah. may have Nietzsche maybe playing in the AHL briefly. Um, no way, no way. I, I, I know, 82. I know. I know. Look, look. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You never know because um, young players. But um, yeah, so so that that will definitely be interesting. Now, turning our attention, um, the Canes got pretty lucky when it came to uh, lottery balls recently. Did they? Um, and they were the 11th worst team in the NHL, and it looked like we were going to be picking, you know, kind of Ryan Murphy territory, more or less. Oh, God, uh, let's hope not another Ryan Murphy, though. But the hockey gods did shine in our favor, and uh, we're going to be picking second overall. Woo! Um, so it's pretty exciting now. Uh, it's not Rasmus Dahlin, but... Um, are we sure that Buffalo think? won't screw that up? Are we certain of this? Who knows? Who knows, honestly. With their rebuild, that that has been a rebuild since whenever. I don't know. Since whenever. Yeah, it's... It's, it's been shorter yeah. than Carolina's playoff drought. That's, that's a yeah, fact. We can't, we can't talk, really. We can't say that it hasn't been sloppier. It's been, <laughs> it's been sure. a lot funnier than, than yeah, Carolina. I, I mean, we like seeing people in Buffalo suffer, so... Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, with that second overall pick is... Svechnikov, I can't. Uh, I think it'd be a big mistake if they're not, or if he's not. Uh, I, I, I think you kind of come back to it, and it, there's three guys that could feasibly go there. Uh, Svechnikov is one of them. Um, Philip Zadina from the QMJHL uh, out of the Czech Republic is another one. And Brady Kachuk out of Hockey East in the NCAA at Boston University is another one. Um, all three of them, I think, are going to be good players. But I think that there is one player there that I have the most confidence in, uh, him being an elite, elite star player in the NHL, and that's Andrei Svechnikov. Um, look, he has the ability to score a lot of goals. He's a big Russian power forward, uh, similar in player type to... Patrick Laine, Alex Ovechkin. Is he going to be Ovechkin? Probably not, but he's he's in the same mold of Alex Ovechkin, probably closer to Patrick Laine. Um, and I just I don't know how you can look that in the face and say, no, we're going to pick the smaller Czech guy who thrives and plays incredibly well in open space, but can't create that space for himself in Philip Zadina, or Brady Kachuk, who is great at being a power forward, the offense is questionable, though. He's not the goal scorer that Philip Zadina or Andrei Svechnikov are. Um, Andrei Svechnikov scored .68 goals per game at even strength last year uh, in his OHL draft year. Uh, that is more 
at even strength goal production than Connor McDavid, Taylor Hall, John Tavares, uh, Patrick Kane, um, everyone <laughs> that is notable coming out of the OHL um, over the past like decade and a half. So he scored goals at a ridiculous, ridiculous rate. Um, he ended up with 40 goals in 44 games. I think McDavid had 44 and 47 games uh, his draft year. Um, and he had a lot more power play goals. Feshnikov scored a lion's share of his goals at even strength, which is pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. The way that he drives to the net and the way that he has a nose for finding the scoring areas. And again, he's big. He creates his own space. He has the skill that can rival anyone in this draft class. Um, and his all-around game is more well-rounded than Philip Zadina. He is a reliable two-way player. Um, so I, 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 I don't know why they wouldn't draft uh, Svechnikov. Um, I think he listened to offers from other teams. You see if you can get a a Mark Scheifele out of Winnipeg. It would never happen, just an example. Um, see if you can get that kind of player or first-line center. If you don't, you take the you take the pick and you take Andrei Svechnikov because I think he will be a star. I think he's a guy that he can, he can have regular 40-goal years, and that's something that Carolina um, has never had. They have never had a regular 40-goal scorer that Svechnikov can be. And, you know, I'm pretty dead set on him right now. I don't know about you, though, Justin. Yeah, no, I I agree. I'm also pretty set on him, you know. But in terms of trading the pick, um, like you said, yeah, you you need a first-line center coming back. And, that you know, Ryan Nugent Hopkins doesn't do it. Now, if you're maybe bringing in a Dreisaitl or a Shifley or maybe even a Nylander, then you can consider it. Um, But the safe bet is to go ahead and draft Svechnikov. Um, if you look at his shot chart too, you mentioned how he how he scores. Um, it, yeah. It's it's all he, over the place. He can yeah. score from anywhere on the ice. Um, while Zadina's was a little bit more compact and in, in uh, you know around the net more, but I mean he was scoring. For, yeah. Svechnikov was scoring from the point. Uh, you know from each he's circle. Rocket, I mean, dude. yeah, his, his shot is pretty solid. Um, and he's a guy that definitely can come in and, and impact a team year one. Um, and I don't think it's too early to say whether he is, you know, a hurricane or not. I think that it, you know, he could definitely be a rookie of the year candidate yes, next year. absolutely. Along with Rasmus Dahlin. And then there's always going to be that one guy that sneaks in the back door. Like Maybe a Martin Natchez. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe. That'd be cool. Two, Imagine two having rookie. two Calder yeah, finalists. That, that won't happen, great. but it would be pretty cool to see. And I've watched a lot of all three of those guys, Kachuk, Zadina, and Sveshnikov over the past few weeks and I I don't know how I can explain um that in my opinion he is just he's just so much better than the other two I think he's so much of a better fit um in this group of players um you have Sebastian Ajo you have Jeff Skinner um who are guys that I'd compare more so to Philip Zadina um who are smaller uh good skaters great puck handlers uh, good goal scorers, um, but they need some help. Um, they need space to be opened up for them a little bit. They can't create that space on their own, but Sveshnikov can bully his way into areas where he can score. Um, I think, you know, that's that's just, that's a value that you can't take for, that you can't, you know, ignore. Um, so, you know, I think he's closer to a 
Brady Kachuk, but with a lot more skill and a lot more upside. So that's that's mm-hmm. that's where I stand on it. Yeah, uh, don't get too caught up in the grit in the in the leadership role. Just one of the things with the yeah. second overall pick. No, you, yeah. you got to take the best player. You got to take yeah. the best player. Best player available, um, and I think that's how every draft should be. You take the best player yeah, available, and then sure. you find the the pieces to fit around. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully we have Sveshnikov jerseys next year. We'll have him uh, on the podcast, and he'll yeah. speak Russian for us. Yes, uh, we'll have a translator. Kyle will be our translator. Oh, he speaks yeah, a little bit be... of Russian. Does he? Uh, I no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. But okay. you know, well, but he'll he can learn can, in in, in the time. Yeah, yeah. We'll just uh, have Svechnikov type into Google Translate, and that'll be our interview. <laughs> yes, yes, I can't wait to. <laughs> hey no, Google, but... what is he saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, he, I, he does know English. Just to clarify, he played in the USHL last year as well. Uh, before moving on to the Ontario Hockey League this year. So I think he uh, he has a good grasp on the language. Uh, I don't think he would be needing our, uh, you know, our our poor translation. Uh, would he even join this podcast? No. Or does he even know who we are? No. Oh, no. no. Gosh. Well, that's unfortunate. So, I think we're funny guys, but oh, well. Um, <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, Thanks, guys, for listening. This is a shorter episode. Uh, we just wanted to talk a little bit about the news. Um, we should uh, have a few more during the summer. Uh, mm-hmm. We want to get a draft preview one. We want to talk a little bit more about off-season game plan and then also probably recap the draft and in, in free agency. Uh, and then before you know it, uh, August will be here. We'll probably be starting our team preview. So yeah, oh um, man, yeah, that's kind of how we all started too. So yep. we 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 definitely started this podcast at a, at a very strange time. We kind of decided to pick. Let's it up. start a podcast in the best part of the year, late July. Yeah. <laughs> late July, after everything was done. Um, yeah, yeah. I just I just remember <laughs> we were like, yeah, don't we have to talk about the Montreal Canadiens this week? And yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, I think we're a lot better now. I think we've uh, those were kind of test runs because yeah. we kind of started it in the in when no one was paying attention. So by the time that people started paying attention, we were we were practiced up and we were good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we definitely improved a little bit more conversational too because we were we were all pretty rigid and yeah. Well, I agree with your reasoning. I agree. Yeah, yeah. It took a little bit for the personalities to come out, probably. Yeah, but and also you—you um, you two knew each other. I didn't know either of yeah, you Justin until was just until this random this. guy. Yeah, no, he's not a random guy. He's, he's, <laughs> we're, he's, we're all he's our boy. Now. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Thank you for listening. Um, also, I just want to mention we have finally reached oh, the man. reviews and 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 <laughs> all the stuff that we needed um, for the Jordan Stahl signed photo. I am ready to give it out. I also came across another piece of memorabilia I have. I have a Rod Brindamore a thousand game puck. Um so maybe we'll wow. maybe we'll we'll uh have like a drawing for that or or maybe a little game behind that or something. Um That'll but be an we'll, off season game we'll, that we'll think yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we're gonna think about that. But we'll also give that away too. So um when this podcast posts, uh look out for either a tweet from Kane's Country or from myself at Lanky Lape. And uh, you, we'll we'll get this photo away because I'm ready to give it away now. So it's, it's become a very big burden. It's it's a lives. burden on my life. It's like uh, you know in Spider Man where he kind of gets uh, Toby Maguire version Spider Man where he gets the 
He gets the black stuff on him that turns him into Venom. Yeah, that that picture has turned me into Venom. Yeah, so I'm 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 a mess now. So, Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll get that we'll get that given away pretty soon here. But yeah, as always, thanks for listening. Uh, I don't know what episode this was, Uh, but. I, I stopped numbering these bad boys a, a, a good bit ago. A long time ago. So what all right, so our last one was named America Runs on Dundon. Yes. What yes. what will be the name of this one? Can you um, think of it on the spot? Is this what we're gonna do now? We're we gonna come up with a name at the end? I mean something that's a good we, idea. We, well we kinda no, well we kinda slid in that one where Kyle kinda started with America where you're talking that about was Duncan me. coffee. Oh that yeah, was wait. me. That was I get credit for that. He yeah, said that yeah, he was he got from Dunkin' Donuts. the coffee, yeah, and then you're like America runs on Dundon. Yeah, because you also made a craft a craft <laughs> mac and cheese joke. <laughs> let's um, talk about that first. Let, let, no, how going. about let's not? We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. Cut I want to. I'm gonna read the tweet real quick. Um, oh, I want to be an inconvenience to everybody. Um, Robert Moore was talking about how uh, coaches that don't um, play the game in the NHL level. Uh, they have to work very hard on, you know, learning the game, um, working on their craft, uh, studying the craft. Um, I'm just, I, I don't know how macaroni and cheese plays into the head coaching job. Oh my god! It's just craft macaroni and cheese. Uh, but one more thing before we go. Uh, Brindamore has confirmed that there will be just one captain, not co-captains. Oh, thank so. God. And that he already has someone in mind to wear the C, but we'll talk to the team first. That was reported by Chip Alexander. So, oh, yes. Man. No more co-captains. No more co-captains. That's too bad. Here we go, baby. That's Woo-hoo! one last thing for us to laugh about on the podcast. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about, if it hasn't been named by the next podcast, we'll talk about who we think it'll be either, get the C. I think it will be either Williams or Stahl. It will be one of them. I'm willing to put my house on it. And we're Oh, also... One more little off-season game oh, plan. Man. We're going to try to have a live podcast with the three of us in one location. We've done this remotely yes. literally since we started. So, I mean, it's it's, it's the summer's here and no hockey and, and just talking in circles. Yeah. We'll start yeah. soon. So. That's where we thrive. We thrive when we don't have a conversation uh, really planned out and we just kind of go and we annoy everyone. So Exactly. But somehow you, somehow you guys still listen to yeah. us. So. We appreciate it. Anyways, as always, follow us at Kane's Country. Uh, like us on Facebook. And um, also, you can follow us on Instagram at Kane's Country Picks. That's P I X. Um, mm-hmm. Jamie is always a great photographer. Love her work. Um, and uh, yeah, you can follow Brett at Brett Finger. Uh, you can get many craft mac and cheese jokes with him. Uh, our, yeah. our non existent buddy this week, Kyle Morton, is at K underscore Morton 9. Uh, he'll probably be on the next one. We're we're sorry we had to miss him, but we we wanted to get this out to you guys. Yes. So, uh, yeah. As always, thank you for listening and bye.